0: Welcome to another episode of the Grizz Den Pod. We are now T-minus, two weeks away from the start of the season. Um, Ty's here. Yep. And Brantley's here. Let's go. And I'm Will, and we are here to hang out with you guys. We got a special guest coming up. Uh, it is Brandon Dreads, the guy on the mic uh, at the Grizzlies games. You're going to know him as soon as you hear him. He stopped by um and just i mean it was it was an awesome interview i we had a blast he's he's the man he really is the man he's been there he's been there forever um he has story after story to share and so we're excited for y'all to hear that uh it'll get you excited uh for the season um it'll get you excited about uh just being a grizzlies fan in general uh but before we get to that interview uh we got a few things to talk about uh in between our last podcast and this podcast the schedule has been released. The Grizzlies uh, know who they're going to have to face between now and the playoffs. Uh, we know that we're going to have to have at least, uh, within a, within four games, eight, nine seed, we're going to be playing a play-in mini tournament. Uh, if we can get above four games ahead of the nine seed, we're automatically in. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, uh, I'm going to throw it to you guys and just in the past two weeks, NBA teams have arrived at the bubble. Um, we've had some, some NBA hotline action. Uh, we've had just some interesting uh, – Michael Beasley got signed and is now all, all already home because <laughs> he crazy. tested positive. I mean, what – have your opinions about the bubble changed? Have they improved? Are you excited about what you're seeing in the bubble? What, what are the general feelings right now about the NBA restart?
1: I would say I'm encouraged. Uh, okay. The reason is, so we've we found out that James Harden didn't come on time, right? And that was because he tested positive, right? Or did he just come for a family issue? I don't think he tested. Okay, Westbrook, Westbrook tested positive. Yeah. Harden did not. So there's yet. been a few people not come with their teams. Um, the assumption is that they all tested positive, but that's not. It's up to the player, I believe, to like share whether they tested positive or not. But of all the NBA players, I don't have the exact number in front of me, so I'm not going to – maybe one of you all do or can figure it out. But I believe of all the NBA players inside the bubble, single digits tested positive, um, which is amazing. Uh, Best-case scenario, in my opinion. Um, Those guys have quarantined. There's a few guys that have, like you said, the hotline. A few guys have broken – the the whatever protocols I guess, and they Bruno Caboclo was one of them. Yeah, yeah he was.
0: <laughs> Hashtag
1: former Grizz, of course. Um, that that hour of
2: Twitter content on just like everybody kind of like like teeing the line,
0: towing the line, and like messing with Bruno on Twitter was amazing. <laughs> Did y'all see great. Doc Rivers' quote by the way? No, he said, uh, when we're done with the hotline, there's gonna be nobody left. Like talking about the Clippers, <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's insinuating in that he's the one calling all the players. He in. Is. I thought that was hilarious. I
1: love that. Um, but yeah, I feel encouraged. I think it's, uh, I think it's gonna work well. I think it's the idea of it is that everyone right inside the bubble is COVID negative, so you're, you're, I mean, you're in a bubble. Right. Um, so the idea of it makes a ton of sense. It just if it. I feel like we'll know a lot. People have been saying we'll know a lot at the end of this week. This week's over, and stuff still seems positive. Yeah. As I far agree. as the Grizz go, these little one-minute-long Twitter videos of them practicing has been so Looking much fun like to watch. like the best team in the NBA. Yes.
0: I mean, Just Justice Winslow being on our team is such a new thing to watch. Like, I still don't believe he's on our team because we've never seen him play. It's so no. cool. Ty, you were talking earlier about that layup that he hit over. Was it over Jaren? And he just he held, was that, over Jaren's he held outstretched that left hand arms
1: up. trying to trying to block it. Justice just stared in Jaron's soul <laughs> with his left hand up, basically saying Do you think like, there's some drama there? I hope. I hope. Competition, baby. I wanna Is want Justice left handed, by the way? He is left handed, yes.
0: Is there any other lefty on the Grizz right
1: now? Uh your boy Guderich.
0: Oh of course, good.
1: Uh, How
2: do you forget about the good?
0: I mean, Conley was lefty, right? Conley's lefty. I feel like it's only right to always have a lefty, so I'm glad we have Justin. I mean, if you watch Jaws passes, that's right. That's what it was. We've had our best players in the lefties. And uh, Tayshawn? Of course.
2: Yeah, we've had lots of lefties. uh, Tayshawn
0: was funny because he would release the ball when he was coming down off his shot. Yeah, Yeah, also, the
1: goal is 10 feet high. The arc of his shot (laughs) at most was like 10 and a half (laughs) feet. That's right. If you thought Chandler Parsons had a line drive, That's you just right. go watch Tayshaun shot. Yeah. Okay,
2: so we talk about the NBA bubble in total. Um, I typically like to read between the lines on like all things, or attempt to right, like news, whether it's NBA news or just news news, you know, in general. However, at times I'm looking at news and I don't want to read between the lines. I just want to like, I'll take the PR because it makes me feel good right right and right now the pr is this young team was built for the bubble maybe it's an advantage they're gelling they're just having fun competing it's like a big tournament jaw is saying like all the right stuff and getting promoted for it and that's freaking awesome
0: okay you know this is what i would compare it to you know when you're out of college and you move in. Like recent graduated? Yeah, you're recently graduated from college. so you long you moved to a city, and you're, I don't know if this is everybody's experience. It actually wasn't mine, but I imagine it was like this.
2: You started working for me whenever you first moved That's here, true. so I hope this is a positive story. No, 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 it's a positive
0: story, <laughs> but think about, like, after college, you get a job. Um, let's say you're not married yet. You know, you're talking to somebody, but whatever. Uh, you move in with some roommates, right? Is this and it's still like, a Grizzly No, 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 just listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Just follow me here. You move in with some roommates and it's that weird in between of you have jobs, but then on the weekends, you can just have a blast. And it's like we're reliving college. I feel like the bubble is reliving college Hmm. for these players because we have, think about our team. I mean, we have like the youngest average age in the NBA. Like Jaron was in college two years ago. Ja was in college last year. Brandon Clark was in college last year. Like this is just normal for them. Like I feel like they're great. And uh, so, yes, or
2: uh, maybe the counterpoint to that would be that they just, they haven't been uh, fully, uh, um, they haven't. Domesticated? They're not, yeah. They're not used to, like, the, like, fancy lifestyles yet. You're right. You know, Jaws family hasn't let it exist. Neither really has Jaren's. Right. We sort of have some more, um, we like to say just blue collar because that's just what Zebo coined and, you know, Therefore, pass the baton to Ja this past week. Newsflash, if you're not paying attention to, like, the fact that Zeebo is giving him the blue-collar stamp of approval, yep. then I don't know what you're – or who you're following on Twitter because you're, like, us, for instance, because we posted about it on our grams. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah. No, not shameless. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> uh That kind – like, why do you – right now, when we're sort of just, like, lacking for positivity – and, of course, like – I'm sure that the franchise is like pushing the, a sort of narrative because it makes sense. Maybe I mean I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorists, but who cares? It's fun. Yeah, it is college. They're loving it. We think. Yeah, you know, Jaron is like walking around with like empty cornhole sets. <laughs> like someone come play me in cornhole. <laughs>
1: like if you, hey, like, you wanna, it's you hilarious. Play and I love that we've been playing like five on five since like day one. Like, we got there, and everyone was, like, doing shooting drills and, like, stuff like that. And Jenkins was like, nah, we're just going straight into 5-on-5, day one, let's just play.
2: Well, that's because Ja has been freaking having, like, underground 5-on-5 scrimmages at the home court or at East High School. And rumor has it. Never mind. We'll talk about this. No, off let's, get into let's get the rumors. Let's get the rumors. I want to rumor tell it. Us The now. off season, he may or may not be having more of these type of sessions. So in more Memphis? content to come in
1: Memphis. Maybe that'd be dope. Do
0: you have a source that you're not sharing? Potentially.
1: Okay. Don't share. I like those. Uns- I don't want it to not season. happen.
0: <laughs> but let's just assume
2: that Ja is a very. Uh, He's an extroverted type person, or he has like a he's got a lot of charisma. People are drawn to him. He's got this great court at his home that's sort of like incognito. He can invite people to come here and potentially play on it. Who, uh, any names? Bradley
1: Beal. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) Buddy Um, Field.
2: I don't want to share any names right now. I mean, I could, I could assume that maybe some of his friends that he used to play with in South Carolina might come back and play South Carolina,
0: Murray State. Uh, oh, from South Carolina, like the where yeah,
1: he used to
2: maybe live. where he used to live. I'm pretty sure he's Zion. Live,
1: where his AAU team, is. <laughs> Zion maybe. was also on that team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying names, but if you were to like make relational connections, I've that, already made them. Yeah, they're I'm there. Just, I don't, or maybe I'm, I'm not like reporting it. Like an Ole Miss basketball aggregators, player right as now. Bill Simmons like to say, don't pull this into your like whatever network is. I'm just saying, if you could like
0: point some dots together, maybe that could happen. Just saying. Okay, well, maybe we should start charging a subscription for Grizz then, because Brantley <laughs> apparently has some sources. Breaking
1: news, <laughs> Woj, shams. I protect and my Brantley. sources. Yeah. <laughs> is, is suspended.
0: Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> it's been weird just on having Woge. shams slash uh, shams uh, tweets, but he's been dominating. Yeah, uh, Mark
1: Stein stepping back into the, Stein, the field again. He's yeah. kind of s- taking taking it upon himself to break some news. To me, Mark Stein is like the suit and tie. Yeah, uh, he's like, I'm a Corporate America. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to write the very in-depth article <laughs> that 35 people are going to read.
0: New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so since uh, we last spoke, uh, the schedule has come out, as I referenced. And what I want to do now is I want to walk through the schedule with you guys, if that's okay. Um, and I want to maybe break it down at a high level. We might get into the really in-depth digging of the schedule once we come back, maybe next week or something. Um uh, we want to provide you guys with that, but what I want to know is when the schedule was released and you got to dig into it, which was about a week and a half ago, uh, what did you feel initially? Um, what were the um, games that you you know are eyeballing? what just in general, how did you feel about the schedule that we got dealt?
2: Uh, initially, I was thankful that I think we have three games at the end of the regular season that look like we would go normally 0-3 in them. But if you sort of think about how the playoffs could play out or how that those eight games could play out, um, and I'm really alluding to the Eastern Conference games. Um, Toronto, Boston, and then Milwaukee. That's right. If you look at the standings, there's a, ch- there's a high potential – that the seating's, the seating is locked for those teams, which means that when we're playing them towards the end of the eight games, that depending on, like, it's really what happens with Miami. If Miami sort of, like, loses out in the Eastern Conference and maybe loses to other Western teams or loses to the Pacers, for instance, or, like, kind of splits games against those top three, then those three teams that you just referenced are essentially going to maintain seedings in that level and not have as much incentive to compete against us. Now, does that mean that they'll sit Giannis the whole time, or you know, you know, sit their star place? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just sort of conjecturing. However, if you're looking at this Grizzly schedule and thinking, how do we do the uh, uh, look at it at um, the the most likelihood for success for us to maintain the eighth seed? Um, which either means, you know, keeping it outright and or being kind of in that eighth seed spot going into the play-in scenario. That's got to be something that you're sort of looking forward to um, as a potential positive.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, honestly, when it dropped, I was shocked, number one, that we only played the Pelicans once. I thought that the NBA would engineer a situation where we maybe play the Pelicans at the beginning and then may, maybe played them the very last game. I think they're really – Four times. <laughs> Or like every every game. But I really think they're like kind of – I don't think that was very smart of them not to schedule the Pelicans and the Grizzlies to play on the very last game of the season. The
2: we talked about yeah. that on the last pod. We did.
0: I mean, I don't understand it. We're Passionately. Playing, we're playing Portland and uh, New Orleans in the first three games of the season. One Portland is at 3 p.m., Pelicans is the one game that the Grizzlies have on ESPN at 5:30, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with the Grizzlies honestly not having the national TV spotlight uh, because I think it keeps an edge for us. Um, I think it's interesting that our last three games are against the Eastern Conference, as you alluded to, Brantley. Um, I'm not mad about it at all. Uh, I think the Jazz and the Thunder being the middle two games are interesting, and I'm I'm really I'm really surprised we're not playing the Kings, like instead of mm-hmm. one of those Eastern Conference teams, because the Kings are. Yeah, I I mean, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Trailblazers are the three, to me, most likely candidates to challenge the eighth seed. So
2: So one follow-up question to that, which I haven't done, I'm just going to ask to see if y'all have, is that the rumor coming in before the schedule release was that they were trying to keep the schedules for teams as consistent as what they were going to be right? in the next eight games. Have you looked at that to see, like, were we supposed to play the Kings
0: in the next eight games, for instance, and it dropped out? Well, I don't know exactly, but I do know we hadn't played them enough times in my, I mean, we played them this twice, is my brain, right? like, trying to remember the games. Yeah, I mean, we had only played, we play each Western Conference team at least three times, four if they're in our division, four sometimes anyway. But... Um. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I, I think that the Pelicans definitely got the best, most favorable schedule. Which As we, should. Which, to me, if I was in their position, I would want the same type of treatment. Uh, Zion had to leave because of family medical emergency. Apparently, they're going to—they have a program— when they come back, uh, if he tests every day while he's away, he only has to quarantine for a few days. Ooh, I when know he that. comes back, which is an interesting rule, it sounds like a Zion rule to me, conspiracy theorist. Totally. Um, so I don't think that's going don't, to, I don't think they're going to drop off. By the way, this is an interesting question, Ty, and I'll let you give your opinion in just a yeah. second, but I got to ask this one question Do y'all feel more threatened by Portland or New
1: Orleans? Hands down, Portland. Really? Yeah. Okay. To me. What do you think, Tubbs, Brantley?
2: You're more threatened by Portland. Yes. To overtake the playoffs. This is a debate going on right if now. In
1: I, let's say this. If we get matched up in the um, elimination game to get the eight seed, I would be more afraid to play Portland than I would New Orleans.
2: Okay. You'd be more afraid to play Portland than New Orleans. Yes.
1: That's just me. Okay. What do you think?
2: Can we while I'm about to make my take, can we look at their two schedules, Portland versus New Orleans, like what are their schedules sort of look like, maybe coming up for who yeah. playing uh i maybe it's because of the game that you and I went to, the Joggles game, where we totally cranked the game for me was never in doubt it was never in doubt. you're right, we don't match up against. The Pelicans, well, that's true. I don't want to play them. That's true. I think we can beat Portland. I'm not worried about Nurkic. We argued about this last pod. I agree. We with could you. argue another 25 minutes agree about you. it. So Hassan Whiteside is a little B. He's the worst. We would we would crush him. Totally. JV would crush him. Gorgie would crush him. Jerem would crush him. Justice would crush him oh, if he had to guard that. him. All of them. Uh, New Orleans has matchup problems. I'm not worried about Zion. I'm worried about Drew on totally. I'm I worried about that. Brandon. And I think that in a playoff scenario, they may even get the sort of conspiracy theorist NBA kind of uh, pushing yeah. them into the eight seed because they the NBA wants LA versus New Orleans yeah. in
0: that one versus eight. So all right, it. so uh, pulled up both schedules. I mean, Pelicans, it's have p- owned us. I mean, pretty much. They are pe- they start. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Jazz they start with and then they play the Clippers. So I mean two games right off the bat that are tough, and then the Grizzlies. So I mean everybody's talking about the Pelican schedule being easy. It really doesn't start until uh they play they play the Kings, which is another seating game. They play the and Wizards. I don't think they've
2: done well against the
0: Kings. They play the Kings twice. Okay, so they here's the Pelican schedule. Jazz, Clippers, Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. Okay, so Back half the much back half. easier yeah, than the front sure. half, but still, if they drop two games in a row against the Jazz and the Clippers, the Grizzlies are going to be in a great spot. Yep. Trailblazers, however, play the Grizzlies first.
1: Big game, by the way, huge. huge
0: game. Celtics, they play next. Now that's important because the Celtics are going to be basically trying to gauge whether or not they can uh, challenge they're, Toronto. I believe the they're two, two
1: and a half game games back. So is then that they right? play the ro- Yeah, okay. they
0: play the Rockets, then the Nuggets, Clippers. This is the Trailblazers than the Sixers, Mavericks, and Nets. So really they don't have a good favorable matchup to me all until they play the Nets. All teams in that
1: in that stretch that you just mentioned, outside of the Nets are fighting for seeding. Yeah. Every one of those teams you just mentioned. So, I mean, um, I think
2: it's more likely we wind up in a scenario playing against the Pels, and that's what I I would I would
1: choose the Blazers over the Pels all day. Yeah. I get that, too, and I honestly, the more you talk about it, the more I feel like I am split between the two. Dame just scares the poo out of me, to be honest with you. Um, looking at him last year's playoffs, him and CJ, they both just went insane. Um, and if you look at guys who we have that can guard the perimeter – Jaw's not, like, a terrible defender, but he's not, like, known for defense, obviously. D'Anthony Melton, on the other hand, is a great defender, but he's got to guard one of the two. And to me, that gets really tricky on our defensive side, Portland's offensive side. I just feel like Dame could go – I think I mentioned this last week. He could go a week where he averaged 45 points, and I wouldn't shock me. He's He's the scariest person within – single person within that group of who we're competing with. But that being said, you're right. New Orleans, like – if I could have one guy guard Jaw, the last person it would be would be Drew Holiday. I
0: know. I was about to ask the same question. Totally. Would you rather face Drew Holiday or Dame Lillard if you're the Grizzlies? They both.
1: That's a that's a great question. I mean, it's really hard to answer. Dame
0: is not going to stop Jaw like Drew
1: is, but Dame could drop fifty.
0: Right, I know. But like at the same time, it's funny because like I would rather have. Uh, Dame, CJ, and Hassan Whiteside. Okay, so
1: let's do this. Let's. Okay, that's a great point. So yeah. let's take out Drew's defensive ability. He's a great offensive player. Too. Drew's just solid he is all so around. so good. Dame is like, he is a potentially just a flamethrower, yeah. which we've talked about before. Take those two aside. Let's just take the point guard equation out of it. Which like wing positions are you, like Brandon Ingram is a phenomenal player, and if you look at Portland's wing position, like Ariza not coming into the bubble. Who who's their wing right now? Like I, mean, I don't. But
0: got. I don't know. But then you're talking about the three. Yeah, two yeah. three.
1: Um, if you look at the post, Zion and Derek Favors, right, is for New Orleans. Um, but then you have Nurkic coming back who hasn't played in over a year. Dude, they're like the, – Who knows? Mello Melo coming into the bubble? Yeah, Melo's there.
0: Yeah. Nicola so, Melli uh, on uh, New Orleans, Grizz killer. can light it up. It's,
1: yeah, it's a super You're making interesting making the case of the Blazers to me, I think. Who would rather play? Yeah. Maybe so. That when I first said it, I just I envisioned Dame and him just putting up 50 and it's just Let like he can 50. just go Who else
2: is getting their other 50? I
0: mean,
1: but CJ also, could have 30. But I you're
0: mean, right. I get your point. It's definitely though a function of who the Grizzlies have matched up well with this season. You're right. We both we all know the Pelicans have just torched us. And That's so true. it's like we've beaten Portland we both y'all went to both games. Y'all went to the MLK game against the Pelicans, and you went to the the Blazers game, and we just had a better experience at the Blazers.
1: So the Pelicans game, they scare me a lot less than the Pelicans. Maybe maybe y'all are changing my opinion.
0: Maybe but, I agree with you.
1: But I think honestly, they like, both scare me. To be honest, the with
0: Pelicans. You. I mean, San Antonio
1: a, does not scare me. Phoenix no, does gosh. not scare me. Sacramento. Well, they're just not necessarily. Fox but the Aaron Fox is a ball. <laughs> it's
2: weird that Sacramento might scare me more than Portland. Yeah, that's I weird. know.
0: I kind of have that feeling. Uh, Dude, y'all don't believe that. I do. I do. I hate playing Fox. Like, I feel like he wants to kill us.
1: He wants to kill everybody. I know. But Dave, I don't know. So you would rather, I don't know, because if you look at the fabric of their team, both are led by point guards. Two different styles of point guards, but you're right. I feel like Darren Fox would like pick up job full court, right? Right. And Dame is going to be like, yeah, I'll guard you when you get in the paint, but I'm also going to score on you at will. But that's why we got D'Anthony Melton and Justice Winslow.
0: I can't wait to watch Winslow. I
1: can't either. I just can't wait.
0: (laughs) Like, he is a guy that I I saw in that that video, and I was just like, I just forget he's on our team. Like, I can't wait to see him in –
2: in action, there's also been the Blazers have also had like a lot of noise a little bit, you know. Yeah, like Dan was have. on the conference call, mm-hmm. he has talked about how he wouldn't go to the bubble if he couldn't participate in the playoffs. That I sort of feel like the Grizzlies team would, you know, take a little chip on their shoulder type mentality in a reaction to like, and I'm not saying that we're, it's a guaranteed victory, but I just. Like, if if they start Ingram, Zion, Drew, Long. who guards these people? And JV Lonza. can't guard Ingram. He can't guard Zion.
0: He would have JJ to
2: guard is going to get in foul trouble depending on who he guards. Ja can't guard Drew. It's just it's a terrible matchup. And this year, is it a long-term terrible matchup? I don't think so because hopefully we'll figure it out. But right now, this season, it's not a good matchup.
0: I think it's crazy that um, from what it looks like and what we've heard reporting-wise, the Grizzlies are going to have a full roster. Like, I don't think we're going to have any anybody who can't play. I think the rotation is going to be interesting. Where does Grayson Allen fit? Is John Taporter? is John Concher going to play? Like, where is this going to go, or are we going to just – are we going to treat it like a playoff run where we play our top eight and just have a tight rotation, eight to ten? What's up?
1: Do we know our top eight?
0: Well, let's name them. Ja? Do we? Jaron. The
1: first five are pretty. self Explanatory.
0: Justice Valanchunas. Okay, but
1: okay, so Kyle, Justice is entering into that. I would say so him starting over. Starting five. Anderson. Starting five when the season ended was Jotha 1, Dylan, Kyle, Jaron, JV. That's your starting five. Kyle's out.
0: Kyle's out. Okay. Justice is in.
1: Justice is in. Tyus and DeAnthony were one of the two quickest pulls off the bench.
0: Tyus, DeAnthony, Brandon Clark.
1: BC. So that's seven.
0: Kyle. No, Kyle no, makes eight.
1: Hold on. Y'all have, made, y'all have named eight.
0: Kyle makes eight. Right. You did a starting Tyus, five Tyus, DeAnthony, and uh, BC are eight. You already eight. got eight. Yeah, I think Kyle, you definitely have to play. Gorgi, you definitely have to play. That's, that's my point. But then after that, to me, it's like who's in foul trouble? Who do we want to spark? Do we want Grayson to come in and try to like shoot us out of something? See what like, he's got.
1: Throw him in three
0: or four minutes. Right, Contra. I mean, like start him or. Are, are we talking about the first
2: eight games, or are we talking about the playoffs?
0: Uh, you know, I would say that the first eight games probably just because we're closest to that, but I mean, that
1: feels like playoffs. Every game is must win. That's, That's the best a really part. good point though. Like if you look at a lot of these playoff teams that y'all are talking about, like when you, if you were to name their top seven, even you could do it. Yeah. You could name most teams top seven. These are the seven guys that we're going to go with for a Grizz. It's, it's kind of, I don't know if I could give you seven that we're definitely going to go with, like our top seven, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I really don't know.
0: Uh, I mean, we're also forgetting about Josh
1: Jackson. Yeah. Who played great before the yeah, season he's,
0: uh, he's in your top eight. Also, Anthony Tolliver like, can come yeah. in and – So here's what I'm saying. You can't treat the first eight games like the playoffs. Right. You, you think there, that they should must try wins, something out to see who has it and who doesn't? There
2: must match but you base. have to have a full rotation. When you move What's in, your full rotation? How many players? When you move into the I think nine to ten. Okay, and I'm not sure if this team is is built to have the shorter roster like what you want in a playoff series. I think there's potential. You just say like, hey, like this is our this is our rotation. We're going to keep it consistent. We've got depth. And we're and everyone's healthy this far, which could be to our advantage. And we're going to roll with it, even in the series, and get equal playing time for certain people who are playing well and, and have the hot hand. Yeah. Um, this this is not a team built for an eight to nine man roster, like rotation. Excuse me, in the playoffs, which is what I think you sort of want to move to, like a short at some rotation. point. But we're not. Oh yeah, well, that's like not who we are right now. Right. Exactly. We're not that's competing for point. a championship. It's realistic. Yep. Like. Um, you want to have a deep run maybe against a seed if you get there, but like you want to keep everyone as fresh as you can. Um, And I think there's, you know, you have some players like, I mean, we forgot about Josh Jackson who before all this was literally like the sixth man, him or Tyus. He was the first, he was starting sometimes. Like he was one of our best players. He's playing great. I mean, we were like debating the type of like what could we pay him? Yeah. Because we wanted to pay
1: him.
0: Yeah, we we haven't even talked about Guterich. Okay, all right. This is
1: where the podcast <laughs> goes. Or Conchar. Hey Jitty, oh, I'm all I'm a huge fan, Give me huge a fan of Jitty.
0: I guys, I mean, we'll just like, you know, tickle the little free agency, uh, a period of time. Oh, but no. I mean, oh, I've no. been just having dreams about Buddy heel.
1: It take a lot. That's all I'm going to say.
0: T- he to me it fills out this whole.
1: It take deal. a lot. It took a sign and trade, I believe. But anyway, so back to the <laughs> schedule. This is I know we've rambled so much outside of the schedule. So y'all have mentioned the last three games as being very important. I also think the first three games are also very important. Extremely. If we so go the above middle two aren't what's that? The middle yeah. two? I mean, the jazz maybe and the not thunder. as much. Jazz no. and the Thunder the middle two? Uh we've played the Thunder really well. Um we've also played the Jazz really well. Um, the first time they came to Memphis, that's when Jaw went behind the back from the free-throw line and like somehow laid it up off the wrong foot. It was incredible. It was also nationally televised. It was nuts. We won that game, by the way. Um, if you look at the first three, I think that's huge. So we go Portland, right. San Antonio, whose LaMarcus Aldridge is out, not coming, not coming back, and then New Orleans. If we can go 2-1 and one in that stretch, I think we are looking very pretty. For sure.
0: I like it. I think that's what our goal should be. Um, I think I would prefer to beat the Trailblazers and the Pelicans out of those three. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds great.
2: (laughs) I want to beat everybody. But it's more likely we beat the Trailblazers and the Spurs.
0: All right, okay, here it is. We'll end on this. We're about at our time. What is your prediction for the record coming out of the eight seeding games? Hmm.
1: I'm going to go three and five. Three and five. And I'm going to say we play. Y'all Who are the Vince three wins? I think San Antonio is a win. I okay. think Milwaukee at the very end is a win. And I could see us beating either Utah or OKC. Maybe both. But one of those two. So that's what I'm going to go with. I think Boston and Toronto are still going to be fighting for that second spot in the, in the east. So I think both of those teams are going to be a full go and really motivated to win. Um, so that's my guess. I
2: think we beat the blazers. I think we beat the Spurs. I think we beat the thunder, and I think we get one of the last three, so I
0: think we're four and four uh yeah, I mean I'm gonna go five and three heck yeah i'm gonna I think we're gonna I change mine eight no thrower I think we're I think we're going to beat um Portland. I think we're going to beat the Spurs. I think we're going to beat the jazz. Uh, I think so, too. I think so, too. So that's three. And then I I do think we're going to win our last two games. I think Celtics by then will know what seed they're going to be, and I think Milwaukee by then will definitely know what seed they're going to be. So I think we're going to go five and three. I think we're going to barely have to play the play-in game because of the stupid four-game rule. I think that they did all their – I think the NBA hired their analytics department to figure out the exact game uh, you know, cushion scenario that would have the Pelicans play their analytics department, aka Vegas, aka Vegas. So I think five and three. So we got three and five, four and four, five and three. I think one of those three is definitely going to hit. Um, so safe bets. Well, guys, uh, we have a great interview coming up. Uh, stick around. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, you're gonna enjoy hearing from Brandon. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. All right, we now welcome a very special guest to the Grizzden Pod. You might know him on Instagram as Super Duper Dreads. Welcome to the podcast, Brandon. What's happening, BLJ? The best hype man in the NBA. <laughs> he is the best hype
3: man yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Is that official? It's going to be one okay, day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I name it. I claim it. It's going to happen. <laughs> millions and millions of fans and millions and millions of dollars coming soon. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: So, if you don't know Brandon from Instagram, you know him because he is on the mic at the Grizzlies games. He's getting everybody hype. He's basically running that show, uh, and we are very, very happy to have him on. How ready are you for basketball to be back?
3: Man, I'm ready, man. I'm so excited to get basketball back, man. Um it's been a weird transition of how it just automatically just <laughs> stopped. Oh, yeah. And so, and just to get it started back and whatnot and to see how the players are going to react within that bubble and how they're going to react on that court, I'm excited to see that.
0: Yeah, and I, I bet it's especially weird for you because you your, like, whole gig is basically getting the fans involved and everything, and it's just tough to see, like, you know, the potential of not even having that like how are y'all in how's your mindset going into next season with everything like unknown and and what are y'all where is y'all you just still
3: prepare um and so once you prepare and whatnot if things happen then we're ready for if they don't happen and you still have that in your booklet so when we do get back to quote-unquote normal Mm -hmm. then we'll be ready for what we need to do um, but still hyping up the fans. I still do that. It's funny. I can go to Kroger's yeah. and they be like, oh, snap. yeah, that's what's up. That's you right. Know, I got you. You got a t-shirt. No, I ain't got no t-shirt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't bring the cannon you everywhere. Smile away though. <laughs> You're so much
3: more
2: than just the t-shirt guy. Come on, you man. Know? Yeah, that's But true. that's
3: what a lot of people remember me yeah, from though. Know. But, and I'll take that. I'll run with that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. So are y'all planning the whole like hype in game experience that you are just talking about? Um, are there like plans or like thinking on how you might could do that with the fans kind of like digitally while yeah, we're like watching? We want, to, we want
3: to make things seem like you're in a FedEx form. So that's the planning and prepping of things right now to make fans feel if we are to do virtual or we are to do uh watch parties, we want to make sure that they're at the FedEx. Form. Yeah. So we still want to have that feeling of the fan interaction and things like that. So, Things are not uh, tied up yet, but we're still working on those.
2: I feel like the creative side of things is that's sort of the positive that you could take from the pandemic. What Has has there been like cross-collaboration with the franchises that are in the, the bubble now on that? Or are, are are the Grizzlies sort of focused on your own? Like how are we going to do this just as a franchise?
3: Just, I can just speak for me personally and how me and my boss talk. is just us and how we're yeah. going to do it. Um, and we're just going to figure out from our fan base and make sure that we make you guys happy. Right. And so that's our main focus is to make the Memphis fan base happy and make sure that they're satisfied with what we give them and they're happy with that um, because, first off, it's Memphis, so we want to make sure the hometown is good.
2: Because I was actually I – was, I was talking with someone today and was just like, you know, the majority of the games right now are sort of scheduled actually during the working hours –
1: True. Yeah. And so, You're like, like three we're,
2: we're in the middle of you know the games are during the week. Yeah. You've got all these people that are you know working from home, and I know myself, I'm going to have the game <laughs> up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a, no client calls during this period because the Grizz are holding, You schedule know, schedule blocked off. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Hope my boss yeah. doesn't like actually like hold me accountable to the stuff that I'm talking about because it definitely will be on. But the whole city, I mean, everybody, the whole the whole nation is sort of craving like sports bringing us back together. Yeah. And the NBA really has this tremendous opportunity. And I think they've done a good job setting themselves up thus far to be able to like, position themselves for that. Like they haven't messed anything up royally. Yeah. You know? And if true. y'all are thinking about that from a fan base in Memphis perspective, how do you
3: bring the fans together? That's something fun to maybe anticipate and think about. That's the crazy part. Like we've been talking and discussing about this ever since the quarantine yeah. like, started. We didn't anticipate it like, going this long, but that's the time we live in. So we still got to adjust to where we are now Uh and once we adjust to it then we'll let you guys know on what's going on and how we're adjusting and then once things slowly quote-unquote gets back to normal again then we'll be able to utilize what we have and take it inside the FedEx Forum but until then we still want to bring you that high energy and what we bring in the FedEx Forum but do it from another avenue or another platform
0: yep absolutely well I am super interested to just hear your your story and how you even got started in the organization. Because I remember going to games. I feel like you've been a part of this for a long, long time. Like, I don't remember a game where I didn't see you there, honestly. Never. That's true. So, I would love to hear, you know, like, when you started and just how – just your story in the Grizzlies organization. Man,
3: this is going into – I'll be 36 this year, so this is my 15th year. 15. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I started when I was 21. And how I got into it was I was sitting at the University of Memphis in my class, major was sport management. One of the people came in that was over marketing at the time and was telling me that they were hiring and said it was for street team. So I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> but I'm like – Cool I'm name. In this, I'm yeah. in this major, so let me go see what's going on. Applied. And then it was just the middle of the week. I checked my email. And uh wasn't a Tiger then at the time, but it was called something else. And so – I looked at it had the interview that day in like two hours. Oh, And my so gosh. I still stayed at home with my parents. So I drove to Collierville, suited and booted, drove back That's down awesome. to the farm, sweaty as I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the interview, and they said I had got the job like right then and there. So I Thank started you. off on the street team. If you don't know what the street team is, street team is basically like your brand ambassadors that go out and set up and pass out flyers, pass out the goodies and events like your Germantown festivals, your Koopa Young festivals, mm-hmm. your block parties and things like that. So they're basically brand ambassadors. So I did that, and I understood how that worked in marketing and understanding mm-hmm. different atmospheres of different cities or different towns and stuff like that. And I knew how to adjust to different people. I can't act the same way I act in germantown as i can in carrieville or olive branch or south haven or uh orange mound Mm -hmm. like there's different people different communities and you have to be able to adjust and i was able to adjust and adjust to those communities adjust to the people and have fun in the same way and as i grew with that and understood that i'm able to be adaptable and adjustable then i moved into the end game entertainment part and that's where you probably start seeing me throwing the t-shirts out um that's why my personality started to flow. Mm-hmm. I was real like shy person, really didn't say too much. But then after I was like, man, I can do whatever I want with this yeah. t-shirt. Heck okay, yeah, you can! <laughs> like, like, it's they, just power. I'm like, I'm like, this is like, I have this whole court to do what I want, <laughs> so and funny. nobody can say anything to me. Like, like I, you know, I got the rules and uh-huh. stuff. Right, but right. at one point, I'm putting my hand. Around the security guard and hugging him and shooting the cannon out at the same time, <laughs> like and like he was like, "I love when you do that." I was like, well, so I just made it a thing." It was like it was the <gasps> that right there. And then me and Grizz uh, driving on the um, can't think of what it's called. It's not the four wheeler. It was the uh, oh, I can't think of what it's called. But we would drive on the court, shoot the cannon out, and I would just drive it on the court like two <laughs> times and it's then like right the gator off. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and so. But then after that, I moved up into, I was still doing street teams, still doing in-game. And then uh, community asked me to do some things for them. So I became a GrizzFit coach. Mm -hmm. So I was Mm -hmm. mentoring kids and letting them know about things. um, And it was basically about fitness and exercising. And at the end, we'll have a 15, 20-minute breakout of mentoring. If you have anything you want to talk about or things like that. So I just told them my story, what I've been through, how I worked, how I progressed, and where I'm at now. So I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. So, and so I still, I see those young men now, some of them are graduated high school now, like, mm. it's awesome, man. Um, and then after that, uh, a few years later, I'm like, I'm doing all three, just boom, just, just mm. clanging and banging. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. So I'm just gro- uh, grooving. And then uh, the position opens for me to become the regional marketing coordinator, and so Applied for it, and everybody had my back. That was already full time on the team, and I got that job. And so that's what I do. And doing that, um, instead of me being one of the workers at the uh, block party or at the Germantown Festival, at the Cooper Young Festival, I'm the one scheduling. I'm the one helping organize it. Mm. And so I've I understood the uh, the footwork of it. And so now it's easy to execute it because I was already there doing it, working it, and being a part of it, and so now organizing it and getting the right people to work those events, is simple to me, mm-hmm. and so I, t- I appreciate my bosses for giving me the opportunity to do this, and I also appreciate the city of Memphis for giving me the mm-hmm. opportunity and watching me grow yeah. doing this process, so at the end of the day, like I tell people, sometimes it takes years for you to get to where you need to be, but if you want it and you have fun with it, it's, it's worth the journey, it's worth the ride.
0: Yeah. That's
3: awesome.
2: So how does how does all of that, like where you are now with your title with the grizz on the marketing side, tie in to what the fans experience in game from an MC perspective? What do you are, mean? Like so you're the you're you're the mic guy, right? Uh-huh. Like you're literally detailing, like, the experience in between gameplay, Okay, right? So are you helping to plan and ideate on all of that stuff and helping to then narrate it for the audience? Or yeah, we what's do have, the kind like, of a, like...
3: Game, a game entertainment manager yeah. that, that plans the whole, the whole game out, and they give us uh, our rundown of what we're going to do. But during our meetings during the week, we do have ideas and ideations and things like that where we are able to break down uh, certain timeouts or... If I know it's a hype timeout, that's me. Right. And Dustin mostly has, like, your, I would say, the long, the, I won't say long drawn out, but the longer timeouts that's mm-hmm. more in-depth because th- that's his persona. He can do yeah. that. And Tam's more of the the loving, the caring, the <laughs> hugging, yeah. Yeah. like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the auntie type. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, and so, like, she would do ones, like, if we have, like, the – the, uh, the the dog races or yep. the Uber races and things like that, she would carry that. So I understand what my personality is. Like, I'm the one that gets you hype. I'm the one yep. that gets energy. And Fourth stuff quarter like that. guy. <laughs> Fourth yeah. quarter, beginning of the game, pumper and things of that oh, nature. Yeah. I'm the one that, that will say something crazy. And so they're like, B, we need you to do this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm knocking <laughs> about the parts. So, yeah. You know, that's, that's awesome. awesome.
2: So the grindhouse, House, I think you know, it's hard for me to be objective because I love Memphis and I love the Grizzlies. So, I, you know, not objectively, it's one of the best experiences ever, mm-hmm. right? Oh, 100%. You know, yeah, it's it's incredible. And so I think the connection with Memphis is one of the reasons, you know, the the fan base and the connection with the team ha- adds a lot to it. But one of the things I'm curious about is um, – which. um None of that setup really matters. So probably my questions. So, sorry. You just want to just, just, just express just the me love. Expressing oh, okay. emotion, you know. Came from the heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> how How do you feel like maybe even the in game experience or even the connection with the fans has evolved since you've been there? Like, I feel like it's sort of there's certain things that have worked and we've kept them, but then even the experience itself has started to dynamically change and even connect more with the fan base, I guess. Does I that make sense? I'm going to
3: be honest with you. When I started with the Grizzlies, they thought we were a hockey team. And I, was, mm. I can give you – Wait, the, so what do you mean by that? They thought we were a hockey team. Like, I when I – when oh. I did my, One of my events at Germantown Festival, oh. a few Literally, people had, thought we were a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, a few yeah, people that's a problem. What are the Memphis Grizzlies? I'm like, we're a professional basketball team. Where do y'all – play at. What? And like, I thought this was like a hockey team. I was like, no, we're a professional NBA team. And I gave him the whole spiel. And the crazy thing is those some of those people that didn't know who we are, I see them consistently at games now. Mm-hmm. Some of them have transitioned to season ticket holders and things of that nature. And I can say like, I was the front face that explained to them who we yeah. are what we are what we're about and once they got that experience and they enjoyed it because it's more than basketball you ain't got to know diddly squat about basketball but you can love Grizz right. you can love the Grizz girls you can love the grannies and grandpas and whatnot. and when they come out that may be the highlight of your game we might win by 35 points but guess what you will know one of the Grizzly grays and grandpas in the middle that did the spin and did all that type of stuff you, and you take that home with you yeah. and you may see one of the one of the other clock crew members shooting something out, and you caught that shirt. That's what you take home with you. You take home that experience. And sometimes it's not about the basketball game. That's our job. It's to give you the experience. It's the basketball players to give them to perform mm-hmm. and to execute what their job is.
0: Yep. So when you're when you're on the mic and everything, and you're just thinking about the game and getting ready. I mean, you've done it a million times now. Are you able to? Are you able to watch the game now? Are you are you just thinking about what's the next thing? Just I'm interested in the process.
3: Um, since I guess
0: before I became
3: full-time and I was doing it, like I had to think and prep myself for it. But now when I'm full-time and I'm in the office, I know what's going on during the game. what well, that's that we're, what we're going to do during the game. Uh-huh. And so it's like second nature. I'm like, we talked about this all week. We talked yeah. about this all day. So I already know what my spots are, where I need to be at, who's with me and things of that nature. All I got to do is just say what comes to my head and just make sure I Uh, shoot out the right sponsors and things of that nature and say the right things for them. But other than that, it's just my personality coming out. And so I became more comfortable with that, like knowing the knowledge behind it instead of getting there at 4 or 5 o'clock and saying, here's your script, and now i got to learn it. So I've had... If we have a Friday game, I have Monday through Friday to know what I need to do. And Friday comes, I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I really don't even need a script. I just need to make sure everybody around me is prepared and whatnot.
2: Yeah. So are you at 100% of the home games?
3: Every game. Every game. Every game.
2: Okay. So to Will's question, 15 years, which that's freaking awesome. Uh What what are some of the favorite games that come to mind for you? The Rudy Gay shot over LeBron. Oh, I was there. Ooh.
0: I can't. Um, I mean, it was the best. It was unbelievable. That
3: one, I think the pass from Courtney Lee to Jeff Green. Yeah, yeah. that one. Um, and then the Vince Carter um, three-point when he had the Memphis Sounds on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that was awesome. Then who else? I love the combination between Rudy Gay and OJ Mayo. They just had – it was like a lot of potential with them, right? but I guess in time, in basketball time, it just didn't mesh, but I love them. Um, and also, <laughs> running into Allen Iverson, and he got lost in the form. And he was <laughs> Wait, like, what? And he was like, Come, I'm down there rolling shirts and whatnot. It was he was like, only here for
2: like two games, <laughs> basically, right?
3: <laughs> but at the end, he was down in the form. He was like... OG, how I get uh, to where I need to go. <laughs> I was like, they go to the elevator, hit the middle button, then you good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that was, that was fun. I'm like, huh? he called me an OG, and he, <laughs> <laughs> he owned it me. And so, and then also, like, during the game when we're prepping and stuff, you see all the players, like, from the away team and whatnot. So, you're not really starstruck. You just seem like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Hey, they go James Harden. There go Westbrook. But I also saw, saw Kobe, and Kobe was, mm. like, one of those guys that was, like, he was always in a zone. And so, like, you would speak to every other player, and he would be, like, a foot behind him, and you would speak. He would acknowledge you, but then he would keep going. He would have that focus. And so that was, like, always cool just in his remembrance and how everybody talked about him and how he was always in that zone. And just me seeing him just for that split second, it was like, mm. that was that's the truth. Yeah. so. But those are the the top experiences that I've seen. So my but my favorite player, Zebo.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Zebo. Love
3: it. All right, tell why? <laughs> I was out and about. I was out at a club and this when he first got here. And one of his homeboys walked up to me. He's like, You Brandon, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Zach wants to meet you. And I was like, Okay, cool. And so he was like, I seen you around and whatnot. Just let me know if you need anything. I was like, No, man. I said you new to the city, let us know what you need from us and whatnot. He was like, What? I was like, Yeah. I was like, we're a family here. And after that, he came up to me probably like a few years later. He was like, I didn't believe what you was telling me then. He was no like, way. Man, these I'm treated like family here. And I was like, yeah, you're going to be treated like family. Like, no paparazzi, no anything. They're going to make sure you're good, your kid's good, and things of that nature. Like, we don't want anything from you, but just to make sure you and your family are okay and that you're able to perform on these games. That's it. That's awesome. And Mm so, and he was like, I
0: appreciate it. Well, bro. thank you for <laughs> it's really like we owe it all to you, I guess. For just like nah. every every awesome Grizzlies memory that involves Zebo. That
2: kind of made me cry a little bit. I I'm know. not gonna lie. Cause like there's so many I've we've talked about it on previous pods. Like when I moved to Memphis, I'm originally from Mississippi. Uh-huh. I like sort of got grafted or adopted into the Grizzlies family. When I moved here, we were. it was the season that we beat the Spurs. And so, okay. like, I had sort of kept up with the Grizzlies, but, like, that was the, like, dream season to be a fan, right? Like, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so upsetting the Spurs as the eight seed, being at all those games, mm-hmm. seeing you on the sidelines, of course, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shooting T-shirts. I never got one. I'm really mad about no, it still, okay, actually, man. but it, no no <laughs> worries.
0: Keep coming back. Yeah, keep, you know, you never know when your day is coming. <laughs> you brought us some today, so I really appreciate it,
2: actually. Uh, but, you know, it's just, like, but now like I can't imagine like not having an NBA team to root for and the connect, like that type of connective tissue that exists um, is this is actually leading me to a question that I had. Um, so long ramble again, I'm sorry. We'll blame it on the margaritas. <laughs> but so I wanted to, do you think that that type of connection is, could happen uh, with the current young players and if so, is it different or is it the same? from the In comparison to so like Zebo and the grit and grind like Tony grind Allen. Allen? Because that, there was such a deep connection with those people. You know what I mean? I
3: say yes because these group of guys that are here now love each other and they respect each other and they respect the culture of the city. And you have the grit and grind guys that gave them the blessing. And so if you already got the blessing as a young buck from the OG and it's like, Okay, so like what Zebo did with
2: Ja basically yesterday,
3: basically. Oh, yeah, so and and that's and that's some that's a confidence booster for those guys. It's like the OG knows where his spot is, and the young bucks know where they are, and it's now just taking that role and running with it, yeah. And so, and I believe that's that's what the younger Grizzlies are, are about now. And all you got to do is just show your face in the community, show that you want to be here, show that you love the city, and the city's going to love you back, yeah. And that's all it's about. It's simple, it's yeah, it's simple just come in, do what you're supposed to do and make sure that the city loves you and you love the city back.
2: Could you expound a little bit? So like I think, you know, we're we're fans, so we um you know, take in all of the Grizzlies' content that we can, whether it's journalists writing about stuff, what we see players say on Twitter, different interactions. But from your perspective, what do you see, like, Jaron, Ja, Tyus, BC, these young guys maybe that you're alluding to? Like, what are you seeing maybe behind the scenes that us fans don't see where they you sort of see
3: them having a connection with the city? They have a brotherhood um, with each other. And then when we go out to do events, like, I'm always – at Le are doing things, or if I see them out and about at a community event or at a sponsor event, they're having fun. It's not like this is on my calendar. Let me go do it. Let me go knock it out. They're always asking, can I do more? What else Hmm. can I do? Mm. Like uh, Anthony Melton. Yeah, the Anthony Melton. Yeah. And um, he's like always asking. And Dylan Brooks, when we was at Le and he was like, man, just let me know when I'm able to come back. Or Hmm. uh, just Melton the same way. Let me know when I'm able to come back. And so they want to be a part of something bigger, even though you may have a game to them. It's it's more than basketball because they know that they're impacting lives and whatnot. And it's also making the city look better because you have the professional NBA player that want to be here. They want to do stuff for the city. They want to do stuff for the kids. They want to do stuff for the adults. And they're they're willing to do it. And Hmm. that's the great part about it, that there's no pouting behind it. It's like, Cool. I got this event to do. Let's go have fun. It's awesome. Let's go rock it out. Yeah. You know, when another one comes up, let me know. And I and I like that about them. Like they're willing and able to do it.
2: Yeah. And I'm not saying who the people are, but you've seen the opposite. Yeah, Meaning, absolutely. like there's been NBA players with the Grizzlies even who have come to those events and they're just checking it off.
3: Just uh, yeah, it's just a yeah. check off. So and and you it, can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, you can tell the difference in the behavior and in the tone of how it is. And so when you're engaged with with what you're doing when you're engaged and asking questions about it, when you're engaged and asking the history about it and things of that nature, when you're asking when's the next kids uh, karaoke day or something like that, I like to be a part of that. When's the next... Le Bonner or St Jude event I like to be a part of that like to me that shows that you want to do something you want to make a difference mm. you want to put a smile on somebody's face yeah so and that's what I like about that's what I like about the crew that's what I like about the older crew like those guys enjoyed doing what they what they did for the city. Man, yeah. how exciting to
2: root for that team in a couple of weeks!
0: <laughs> no. Do you have any like? Do you have any funny memories or funny stories and like any interactions with players? Maybe on a game day when like they were locked in, but you were just hype or something, and they're like, "Oh man, we're like, what's going on?" I'm gonna
3: tell you this: it wasn't a game <laughs> day; it was um, it was media day. So it was media day. We're getting the players ready for like the stuff that you see on the, the Titantron and things of that nature. And it was for one of our sponsors. And I was like, man, yeah, I used to work there. I used to – this is me talking. Like, yeah, I used to work there. I used to cut up tomatoes and stuff like that. And I said, dang, 35. I said, man, that was 20 years ago. John ja looks at me and said, dang, you old. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. I said, you wasn't even born when I was out here cutting tomatoes. <laughs> and so <laughs> – it was him and Jaren. they would just die and laugh at sure. So <laughs> Why I doesn't was... that surprise me? <laughs> That's incredible. So yeah, but like those little small things, like I do have like those types of interactions with them. but on game day, they're oh, in their own. Yeah. So yeah. So what's it
2: has has the um sorry, if you have questions, whatever. So I was pointing to Will Podcast, that was bad pod. <laughs> um Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how has maybe the uh, confidence or just kind of like the internal franchise dynamics started to shift with seeing Jaren's progression and getting what we, I think, all think is a potential top five player in the league, um, potential in Jaren, Jaren and, and job, guaranteed in yeah. job. Right.
3: Yeah. What did you Maybe talking about the. Just within the organization? Yeah. Like,
2: can you tell a difference? Does it feel different? Or or are you all trying to maintain the same level all the time so it doesn't necessarily matter the players that you have?
3: I guess with with us and the people Mm -hmm. that I hang around with that's within the office, there's a confidence boost in there because you see the potential, I see the potential, they see the potential, and it's not hidden. And you can feel it in the game. Yeah, you can feel it. And so once that confidence level is there and it's consistent, then yeah, you can beat yourself on the chest. And yeah. Say, yeah, I just gave you these buckets, and then we can go to work and just man. You see what he did last night? You see? Then you can go to your job, man. Man, you see what Ja did, man? Yeah. You see that alley-oop, man? I'm about to play 2K and redo it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, like for real. And so, like that's and that's something that I have pride in. Like, yeah. What, like 2K, I play with the Grizzlies all the time on 2K. And I tell people like, man, these boys are the true man. You don't know what you're talking about. I said, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no lie. <laughs> and so, but but like I'm grid true and true, like from yeah. UK, from everywhere. I'm, I'm at the gym. Always got a grid shirt, a hat on, or whatnot, clanging and clanging and banging. So, but I I just enjoy watching the growth of the city and watching the growth of these young men, and hopefully just seeing something great come out. Soon, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. How much do you bench, man? Back in college, I blew my shoulder out at four twenty-five. Oh my god! So, but I, but I got, I got it, I got it, he got it in you, if you I need. got it. So, but, but now I don't, I don't go heavy anymore. Yeah, I just do dumbbell presses and stuff like that. But if you want to compete with me, yeah. speaking
2: of competition, who loves more, you or Dustin Starr?
3: curling them 15 pounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> about. Yeah, how how many reps
2: do you have to curl 15 to get biceps like his though? <laughs> 364. <laughs>
3: 364. <laughs> he got one rest there. Have y'all,
2: ever, yeah. have y'all ever talked about behind the scenes who lifts who uh who can lift more?
3: We always do. It's funny, but now we're like, bro, we old men, man. We, got, yeah. <laughs> we gotta sit down. So, but yeah, Dustin's my boy, man. I, I enjoy Dustin, man. Yeah. yeah, he's taught me a lot about the industry, the business, and things of that nature. That's fine. So we always have converse, great conversation and stuff like that. So, but if he's hearing this, and he better hear this, yeah, I need a clang and bang uh-huh. session with <laughs> Dustin. Oh, bang. and bang, you heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna run the Instagram, run the racks on the dumbbells. We're going to start at the 5, do a set of 10, go to 10, the 20, the 30, to 40, the 50, the 60, the 70, to 80, to 90, to 100. Each set a set of 10. Five star. <laughs> are you ready? Uh That's unbelievable. Yeah, uh,
2: there's a little bit of a call-out session there. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we, we get that one public. Where does Yeti
3: come from? Man, Yeti came from, if you ever watched the Wayne Brothers, okay, you know Pops, yep. and, and so he will always do a dance, pop, pop, pop pop, sugar, pop.
1: And so,
3: like, and I was just like, I said it one time on the mic, and I was like, I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> Wait, can that's I best, do that again? That's man. the best way to go about and it. And so, I was like, man, let me, I always said it like on Instagram and stuff like that, but I said it on the mic, and I was like, okay, cool. I uh-huh. got away with it. Uh-huh. And I started saying, I and I was like, I said, that and I get in trouble? <laughs> and I was like, smiling way, smiling way. I said, I said, I'm out here clicking out here. And so, but that's where you get the DK from. Um, it came from pops from the Wayne's brother. It's awesome.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, Brand, you have any other questions?
3: Brandon?
2: One more. What's your prediction for the bubble for the grizz?
0: Who we
3: I want us to go ahead and Control our eight seed and just do that. And then when the playoffs start, you control your own destiny. Let's go. Just go ahead and ball. Yep. Man, John Morant, Triple J with the power jam. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Valentinus with, <laughs> with the three. I just ripped off my shirt with for the, the listeners. Three. Brandon Clark Duncan from the three point. Line. Let's go. That's the hype, man. We got him, man. Uh,
2: that's so
0: awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This has just been a blast. Uh we hope to have you back. You know, you're a recurring guest now, so you gotta come back. <laughs> and see the Pod. Us, especially when Dustin comes in here. We can maybe surprise him or something. You'll be hiding in the back. Yeah, we can
2: dissect the the the, the dumbbell session. Yeah. yeah. Well thanks so
0: much and uh we just really appreciate you coming out and hanging with us, man. No problem. Can we do a cheers real fast? Absolutely, yeah, to man. Hey, cheers to the playoffs! Let's go, AC, baby. Let's there go. you go.
1: Ah, holla! People, yeah.
0: This has been another edition of the Grizz Den Pod. Thanks so much for Brandon for coming out and uh, just and We had a great time with them. Uh, we'll be. Uh, we're planning to be here next week with you. Another podcast. We got. We got a lot in the works uh, prior to this season coming back. So um, we will. See, we will talk to you soon. And uh, until then, be good.